Hello, everybody. Welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays. Happy Monday, Kelsey. Happy Monday, Dill. Sorry, I, I caught you while you were mid-drink. <laughs> no, it's fine. Honestly, I was taking that drink and I was like, oh, God, I just slurped. I hope uh, that doesn't get picked up too much. <laughs> if well, not, I mean, enjoy me slurping. Yeah, enjoy, especially you audio <laughs> listeners. It's it's your version of ASMR every Monday, just the slurp <laughs> out of the Alice in Wonderland mug. All right, <laughs> so... I'm one of your hosts, Dylan Randazzo, here on the Dale Pickle uh, Movie Network. I'm your other host, Kelsey Kilpatrick. That's right. Um, we're we're getting a good good uh good uh rhythm going, Kelsey, with this. With good this energy podcast. today. Yeah, it's it's a good. I mean, just overall, all these few past weeks. I mean, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so WandaVision episode five. It was a big one. We have a lot to talk about. But first, we have our Marvel headlines of the week. Kelsey, mm-hmm. what do you? So I actually have, I brought a different kind of news story today. It's not, you know, some, it's not like a fancy article or anything. Um, and it doesn't, has nothing to do with Thor, Love and Thunder. So oh, well, this will be my, so. <laughs> oh, great. So we're just going to be, keep talking about Love and Thunder regardless always. every week. Somehow we'll oh. always throw it in. Um, no, but I actually am I brought to the table um, something that was posted by Marvel's beloved Mr. Tom Holland. Everyone, or at least, you know, a lot of people's favorite Spider-Man to be debated. A lot of of people. I will say a lot. Not everyone, as we know. Okay. The the majority, or would you say it's like 50-50 or like 60-40? I'd say it's maybe like a I think it's maybe a 40-40-20 split between the three of them. Okay. I can accept that. Maybe like uh, a 41-39-20, you know? Okay. And I think your guys I, heading with 41, but I think there's enough nostalgia for my favorite to get okay. it to the 39. And then Andrew's got his 20, because, you know, they never got to make his third movie. Right, and, right, you know, right, right, right. The Oscars didn't give him the Oscar for social network. Like people don't like Andrew. I like Andrew, but you know, I don't think he's getting as much love. Anyway, carry on, Kelsey. Honestly, uh, another conversation for another time. But (laughs) what I do have to say kind of goes into what we've been kind of hinting at here. So uh, Tom Holland posted an Instagram uh, five days ago. I do the math and give you the date of five days ago, but I simply can't do that right now. Um, And he posted a picture of him in his Spider-Man outfit. I'll do do it for our uh, viewers on YouTube. His yeah. Spider-Man outfit, his brother, one of his brothers, I don't know which one, is on his shoulders. And the caption, though, is the most important part. And he said, today was easily one of the highlights of my career. For those of you that were there, you know what I'm talking about. And for <laughs> those of you that weren't, you better buckle up. Now, wow. I know I texted you about this as soon as I saw this post, but yeah. for our viewers... I want to know, Dill, do you think that this post seemingly confirms that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are involved in the upcoming Spider-Man 3 and that he was referring to working with them as being the, quote, highlight of his career? <laughs> I mean, it, it seems to be the most probable answer. I could see him reacting that way, though, 
even with just like Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, like if one of them, like mm. one character comes back or even Jamie Foxx, cause he's just such a big actor. Like I could see him just being oh, okay. ecstatic about that. Uh, but sure. I mean, that would make sense that that does confirm that at least someone of some notable acclaim mm. that isn't already in the MCU is coming in. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily about Toby and Andrew. It could be. And if it is, I wouldn't hold it against Marvel. I mean, obviously we see with this very episode, anything's possible. Um, Right, right, right. I do think um, I do think he he would get excited for any of them, but I do think that's kind of where we're we're on the right track with what you're thinking, Gals. I I think you might be right. So I accept at this point with this post, I'm pretty much at the point of acceptance in my stages here with dealing with the fact that they're they're probably going to be in it, and and I accept it. You know, like I said in in my video, for those of you who've seen it. I'm going to be at the movie theater enjoying the hell out of, I mean, hopefully at the movie theater, fingers crossed, um, enjoying the hell out of whatever Spider-Man 3 is anyway. So yeah. that's where I I'm mean, at with this. It's one of those cases where I hope this isn't like the norm for every superhero movie ever. We've already seen it now kind of with WandaVision. We hear it's going to happen with the Flash movie with DC. We think Doctor Strange is going to have a multiverse. Like there's so much of this crossover. And we even had Spider-Verse mm-hmm. like last two years or three years ago uh three years now crazy 2018 now it's 2021 um like two years and a few months but anyway it's been not too long since we've seen a spider-verse so i just hope they don't get a little too carried away with it but i mean i guess for the sake of the mcu and where they're headed with that like i i hope they have a plan to make all this make sense and to actually justify it beyond just a nostalgia thing but see mm. Uh, okay, we ready for my so headline? your your news, Dill. Please, I'm excited. News, give me some news, lo- Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I'll give you some Thor love. That's for sure. Um, so we again, mine is not really an article. It's more of a report with photos, mm-hmm. kind of like how you had it. Now, cool. I I didn't know what your headline is. We like to surprise each other, so I didn't have yours ready to go. But I have some pictures from the set of Thor: Love and Thunder. That is going to be my news article. It's it's my my news report is going to be these five photos that were released from the set of Thor: Love and Thunder. The first one is one that you kind of confirmed last week, which is that Chris Pratt will be in Thor: Love and Thunder. So we right, see. Right, right, right. Uh, first off, look at look at Chris's arm, <laughs> not Chris Pratt. Chris Chris Hemsworth. Oh, look at no, his arm. I know what Chris you're talking about. That arm is, I think, the size of my torso. I think that yeah. if I stood next to him. Like this whole general area is his entire bicep, which is just, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm like impressed or I'm scared, but I'm, I'm well, walking that line. Yeah, I, I think most people would be impressed by it, but I'm absolutely terrified. <laughs> I mean, that, like, is, that is, wow, that is huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that kind of confirms that Star-Lord will be in it. So it's not just Asgardians because we also have Nebula. Nebula was fine oh. on set. So um another great another great we will talk later in this episode about how much we love some of the performances in this particular wandavision episode but i think some of the performances uh, i will maybe call them some of the best in the mcu but i do think karen gillen's performance as nebula is definitely one of the best so it's exciting to see her there and another Mm -hmm. guardians craglin you see him there in the red he's the one with the arrow that he can whistle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or that's yondu which one has the whistle is it craglin well he gets it at the end of guardians 2 we see an end credit scene of him then putting it on his head and trying to work the whistle so the answer is both of them both of them have the whistle so craglin will also be in thor love and thunder now uh this one we see uh thor and and this (laughs) um this is where the the love and thunder comes is is that a nice 
tank top and jeans look. I'm sure all the ladies will go crazy over that. Um, and his, of course, his hulking biceps that look so scary to me. Um, yeah, Kelsey's getting hot and bothered. I don't know. Um, I'm. Uh, I need I'm a just, cool just, drink of water after that one, Dale. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sitting down, terrified for my life. That I hope I don't meet him in the street just on some given night and have to fear for my life. No, I'm sure he's a very nice person. He seems like a very genuinely awesome person, but he does yeah. look terrifying the size of that bicep. And then the last photo we have is this photo. Do you see what that is right in the middle there? Is that a horse? <laughs> that is a horse. So I have no oh. idea what that's going to be. Is that a Valkyrie thing? Because we saw her riding Ooh, maybe. a horse. That, that was definitely a CG horse, the Valkyrie thing. Or is this going to be uh, something maybe Jane Foster rides? Uh, we don't know. Mm, uh, so, right, right, so those right. are my Thor Love and Thunder picks. I just wanted to, to bring those in because, you know, there's not a lot of Marvel news. A lot of the news is centered around WandaVision. So we're not going to just pile on WandaVision with more WandaVision. Uh, right. I wanted to bring something else. And, and those five photos I saw on Twitter, thanks to Daily Mail. Uh, it's, I believe it's a UK um, publishing site. Uh, but thank you, Daily Mail, for those photos. Uh, now I feel so terrible about my own arms after seeing those. Uh, <laughs> but I'm much more excited to see the movie. So so do you think we're really going to see all the Guardians in this movie, Kels? I mean, it's looking like it. I mean, Craglin's in it. The rest of them kind of have to be there. Or at least for me, obviously, I'm hoping that my one true love uh, group's in there. But... I, I like we were can't just saying imagine. the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Like, are they overstuffing these? Are they like piling on too many things in each other's movies? But, like, can we just have our own movies? Like, but like a lot of people are saying with the Spider-Verse is that you know Toby and Andrew like might not be the entire movie. They might just come in like right at the end, make a very small cameo. You know, it might not be about the three of them working together entirely. We're that's kind of where I'm at with Love and uh, Love and Thunder and the Guardians as well. Is that I can't imagine they're going to be together the whole movie, you know? Right. And same I for mean, the Guardians movie with Thor. Right, exactly. Because he's going to be and, in that, yeah. And and as we saw at the end of Endgame, they, they basically team up anyway. They become the Asgardians, which, like, I don't know how, I don't know how seriously everyone took that, you know, in the moment. We were just like, oh, cute play on words. But obviously it's looking like something bigger now. It's looking like an actual right. team up. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel like we keep forgetting with all these cast members that seemingly keep getting confirmed for Thor Love and Thunder. We keep forgetting that the actual main star of that movie is supposed to be Natalie Portman. Like it is supposed right. to be her story and her journey of becoming, you know, the female version of Thor, basically. So yeah. I can't imagine that it's going to be a lot of them and and little of her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it'll be, uh, I think what we're seeing now is also early production on Thor Love and Thunder. So this could be the first few scenes because we haven't seen any pictures with Christian Bale, I don't think. Uh, we mm-hmm. haven't seen anything with Natalie Portman uh, and nothing with Tom Hiddleston. We don't even know if Loki's in it. I assume he'll be in it, even if it's just for a flashback. But, um, and honestly, like they could just be shooting, like it could very well be like end credit stuff, like after credit stuff, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know. I agree. I, I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, so, Kels, we have an episode to talk about. A whopping 42-minute <laughs> episode, indeed. Minus the eight-minute credits. <laughs> so it's right. like, it's give or take, like, 34 or whatever. Um, but We're I both mean, not smart enough to do the math. <laughs> I, I assumed, what, what did you say, 42? Well, I said 42, and then you said minus the eight, and I was like, yeah, uh, 
I'm not going to say the math out that's loud. That's 30, that's 34. Okay, I believe you. Great. Yeah. If it's not, then I'm going to get a lot of shit in the comments, but I don't care. Listen, um, that's fine. Not for me, because I wasn't even brave enough to attempt the math, and you did, so good for you. I, I did it on a whim. Um, <laughs> speaking of math, I don't think this has anything to do with math, but segue, uh, episode five on a very special episode, dot, dot, dot. That's the title of this episode. And yes. Very special. Very special it was. Um Kelsey, I am very bad at keeping track of every little thing that happens in the episode timeline. I've realized the past few episodes, I've gotten sidetracked. I've missed a few scenes. I've jumped back a few scenes. So you're going to be in charge of walking us through this episode uh, beat by beat. And then at the end, we'll give our theories. We'll talk about some scenes we like. We'll give our Easter eggs, all that jazz. Listen, that's part of the charm of our show, I feel. Still, you know, uh, every little bump in the road here. Okay, so my synopsis that I wrote up for this episode, episode five, is as follows. I'm going to read it off of my notebook. Oh, wow. Vision... You, like, wrote it down. Oh, yeah, because I didn't want to, you know, screw it up like some people. I'm, screw I'm it up. Kidding. I mean, like, I, I just... I'm I just kidding, mean, I'm right... kidding. I, I still took notes. They're just... No, tight. I know. I, I, was, saying... I was more impressed with the actual handwritten aspect. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm digging through an encyclopedia. I'm taking handwritten notes. I'm basically doing schoolwork for this show. <laughs> Like you what? did not graduate, uh, shocker! You, 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 we did not graduate last year. We are instead just, just in Marvel school. Yeah. Yep. Speaking so, of school, I won't get there. I won't get there. I, I was going to talk X Men, but we're not going to get there yet. All right, we're not talking. Hey, hey, hey! That's at the end of the episode, buddy. I've got thoughts <laughs> and complaints and questions about all of that. So we will get there when we get there. Go ahead. Kelsey. So without further ado, my synop- my synopsis. Holy cow! Vision and Wanda try to raise Tommy and Billy, who age themselves at their own will. Monica, Agent Wu, Dr. Lewis, and the rest of S.W.O.R.D. try to figure out ways to infiltrate the Hex or the Maximoff Anomaly. Vision starts becoming more aware of the secrets Wanda's been keeping from him. We find out what happened to his body post-Endgame, and a past character makes a special return. Wow, so you like gave us the whole the whole shebang in one in how many sentences was that? That was like three sentences. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. That was impressive. Um, yeah, so so lots of lots to unpack. I mean, that's the very, very basic simple answer. Uh Mm -hmm. scene by scene and just talk about it. Just from the top. We have have, um I I think it opens with them uh trying to get the babies to sleep, right? Yes, we have a cold open at the beginning, is what I called it in my notes. Yeah, well, we still had the of, intro. We still had like the Marvel intro, and then we had the cool. Well, yeah. And then we had the then we had the and theme then we song. had yeah. their opening credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about this this pre opening s- song uh, moment because is this the Agatha moment? This is why I trust you with the the <laughs> breakdown because I forget when Agatha comes in. Does she or Agnes? Sorry, whoops. Um, does Agnes come in in this scene? Here? Yes. Yes, she comes in to help them uh, put the babies to sleep. And, uh, you know, Vision's a little confused. He's like, how did you know we were having trouble? And she was like, oh, my ears told me. And then they have the weird moment of him not letting her uh, touch the babies or go near the babies. And she goes, well, do you uh, do you want me to take this from the top? And we have that moment of breaking character, as we've seen in the uh, first, second and third episodes. Right. Um, and, and she also, to get them to settle, she put the uh, the little lavender spray on mm-hmm. them. Do you think that was some sort of like elixir of some sort? 
Like, do we mm. really think that was lavender scent? Like, do we really think that this lady that we're thinking is possibly, most likely, definitely a witch? You know, do we think this right. is sure, some sort sure, of elixir sure. or a potion? I mean, I'm not sure. There's a lot to unpack with this scene right off the bat. The lavender wasn't what um, drew, you know, caught my attention or anything specifically, because I don't think they actually stopped crying even after the lavender was given. I thought that right, was they disappear. And then they right. start crying they, again. And they're like, oh, they, shucks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I found interesting in this scene was Wanda tries to, she's like, well, I know parents really shouldn't take shortcuts, but I'm going to take one anyway. And she tries to put them to sleep using her powers, but she can't. And then later on, once they've aged themselves to around five or six years old, um, Agnes says, kids, you can't control them no matter how hard you try. And I mm. feel like this is going to be an important detail as we watch, you know, Tommy and Billy become more of the story as they, you know, keep growing up is that they are the only two people, them and, and Vision, kind of, might be the only people that Wanda doesn't have complete control over in Westview, which could point. either get very interesting, very messy, or uh, just be a, a minor detail. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So so we kind of uh, led on to the fact that last week that uh, Wanda is contr in control of this universe, at least to some extent. Um, right. So I, I thought it was interesting that Agnes was kind of asking Wanda, hey, do you want me to keep her from the top? I was thinking that Agnes was pulling all the strings on top and oh, she might okay. still be pulling she might still be pulling a few strings, but I think this this scene kind of made me think, oh, so Agnes is still also in service of Wanda. Like she's still also serving Wanda. Uh, I think there's still more to Agnes, which we'll talk about, especially with a later scene. Uh, yeah. but I do think it was interesting how she kind of was like, Wanda, what do I do? Yo, like this is your world. Like, tell me what to do. And yeah. it was interesting that throughout the episode itself, though, like Wanda started to become a little more chill about Agnes seeing Vision in his red form and, and right, right, and right. All these Agnes, Agnes really seeing all this stuff with the kids. Every time the kids grow, Agnes is there when mm -hmm. they grow from babies to kids, and then when they grow up from kids to older kids, you know, like you know, the Agnes is there for all of that. And I think Wanda's right. at the point where she's like, I'm not hiding it from you, uh, because later I'll talk in my theories, but. I think Agnes has a vital role in this. And I think uh, Wanda is now kind of like accepting that Agnes is in on it and she needs Agnes's help because this is where all her stuff is starting to turn to hell and she needs to make sure she has someone on her side because clearly Vision is out of the loop because Vision even says, what, what is going on, Wanda? And and, <laughs> and she doesn't know. That, that's better than my, my great, first great one. Great British dialect. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, but <laughs> I'm serious though. Like Vision's out of the loop. So yeah, someone has completely. to be in the loop with Wanda especially when all this is happening now that she's got two people that she can't control. Um, yeah. So I thought it was interesting. And now we get the opening credits, right? The opening title, which yeah. I, which I think is, is uh, a family ties reference. Um, yeah. Very yep, much, yep, yep. very much family, family ties. Uh, I've never watched family ties, but I've done enough research to know exactly what that intro is like. Uh, and it very much seemed like family ties to me. And there were actually a few plot, elements that are similar to family ties which we can talk about at the end when we talk about our easter eggs and stuff uh but really cute intro i like this one the best of all the intros just because i think the song was the best uh it, it was just nice i have one thing to say about this intro and that okay. is i hated baby vision oh my god that was such a disturbing image i hated that you know what it reminded I wish I had me the of picture. You know what it what? reminded me of? It gave me, he gave me baby Grinch vibes. You know, in Dr. Uh, Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, and we see baby Grinch <laughs> grow up with the yeah. lesbian couple, and then he goes to school. They, I, they, 
I was like having flashbacks to watching that scene and it, it was disturbing. I literally wrote down baby vision is giving me baby Grinch vibes. That's okay, all I so, have to say about that opening. So mini episode right now. So we got four babies. We have baby Yoda, AKA Grogu. We have baby Groot. We have baby vision and we have baby Grinch rank them. Ready? Number one, I'm going baby Yoda, baby Groot. Hello. Okay. That's fair. Ba- that's number two is my ba- is baby Groot. Baby Groot's number two for me. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll go baby Groot, baby Yoda. Okay. Number three, I'll put baby Vision because he's not on the level of baby Grinch. Okay. Baby Vision, baby Grinch, I think is okay. a fair so ranking. Uh, so we're mostly in, in agreement. So so there was your mini episode, everyone, for everyone who was like, everyone, we want to see uh, Kelsey and Dylan's rankings of things. Well, you got our four baby rankings. So uh, <laughs> congratulations. Um, okay. So, so after the intro, where, where, where do we go from there? We are... Um, Back at Sword, where mm-hmm. Wanda is telling, um, excuse me, not Wanda, Monica is telling us all about what she experienced um, while she was in the anomal- non- oh, I Anomaly. I knew this word was going to trip me up. I'm you you have a problem with words like that. I, me- I remember yeah. we, Kelsey and I were in a play in senior year of high school together, and <laughs> the word was ominous. Uh, what about, what? what's what's going on with this um, ominous music? Something yeah, can like we can we cue the um um anonymous music, please? There, there it is. <laughs> Was that not it? I thought I um, said it right. I can't ominous. believe you bringing this up. Ominous. Ominous. Almost. Um, ominous. Um, we'll 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 cycle back to that at the end if there's time. Um, I'm just so gonna anyway. refer to it. I'm just gonna uh take a note out of uh take a page out of uh, Dr. Larcy Lewis. Oh my God. I just combined her names. Larcy, Dr. Lewis's book and call it the hex from now on, because I like that. I like that nickname for it. So she's telling us, can I just say hex hexagon? I caught on to the hexagons very early on. You did Dill. I I give you complete credit for that. All right. Uh, Kelsey, I mean, you, you've gotten a lot more correct, which we will even talk about this episode. You were right with a lot more, but I will always take credit for the hexagon. So give me Listen, that. Thank, yeah, I always will. And and I always will, though. So uh, Monica is telling us all about what she experienced in the hex. She says that she felt like Wanda was in her head and that she just felt this overwhelming presence of grief while she was there. And she's getting uh, scans done and she's getting her blood taken and all this, you know, medical stuff done to her to make sure that she's okay. And her scans are coming up blank. And the lady who is treating her says that she needs another blood sample. Nothing seems to be working for whatever reason. So I think that's just, you know, them telling us the extent of how far Wanda's taking this with her powers is that even people who are experiencing it and living to tell about it are, uh, you know, coming up empty on on the experience there. And then they go mm-hmm. into um, Wanda's history, Agent Wu, and then I don't know his name, so I've just been referring to him as white guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. lead, leader white guy. Uh, break I'm trying down. to see if I have his name in my notes. Uh, it has escaped me, too. And Honestly, I think his name is not important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he's an important character in the overall... Um, scheme of things but i do think he's probably the least super of all the characters like he's not he's not darcy or woo he's not a returning character but he's also not anyone with superpowers so you know white guy is good white guy are breaking down wanda's past and everything that she's gone through and you know they start uh planning ways 
to, uh, oh, right. And the most important thing that we learn is how Wanda got Vision's body. So, Dill, right. please t- talk and to me about that. So, so I'll save the all the information we find out about Wanda for Easter eggs, because that seems like more of an Easter egg thing, uh, because those are just kind of details that don't really affect the whole story. Um, but... I do, I do think we should talk about this surveillance clip where we see Wanda basically come in and just wreck shit up mm-hmm. in, in S.W.O.R.D. And, and basically take his body. And I think this is one of the interesting things. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but when people are asking, like, why can't she bring back the dog or why can't she bring back her brother? Keep in mind, Vision is not a human. And Vision's mm-hmm. body was actually there in S.W.O.R.D. How many years has it been since Pietro died? Vision just died, and he's in this this place. It's basically like a morgue, but the thing is, it's an actual body. It's not de. It's not um. How, what do you call it when you like, when your body uh, decays? It's not decaying. This body's right, not decaying. Okay. It's basically like like if you broke a com- a screw in your computer and your computer right. stopped working, it's still a computer, you know. So, you know, she was able to get the body and basically right. reanimate it. But I think it's interesting because Wu says she couldn't have reanimated it like she didn't have the Mind Stone. She can't just reanimate him the way he was reanimated at first. And this Mm -hmm. is where I kind of think that Agnes is still in on something because we obviously know Mm. she's probably Agatha Harkness. She's probably a witch. Everyone's kind of gotten that over with. Like Mm. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows she's a witch. She's in the next preview for the next episode with a witch hat. She's a Mm -hmm. witch. But um, the Halloween costume witch hat. Like Everyone's seen Mm -hmm. it from the trailers. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm not spoiling anything. But you know, someone had to help her bring Vision back in some facet. And I think it's kind mm. of uh, interesting that they say, well, she couldn't have just brought him back like like Tony got him with the, the Mind Stone. So I really think it might have to do with Agatha or Agnes, I guess we'll call her either Listen, one. <laughs> everyone knows who you're talking about, either name you say. Right. Uh, we'll just call her Lady A. Um, she... And she, like, like, like the Like the band. Um, she, no, but she... But, she's probably the one who helped resurrect yeah. him essentially yep. and we see that he is fully capable of changing his own appearance but is that something that the sitcom wants us to see is wanda like you said seeing him as his corpse in this simulation does everyone see him as his corpse it's just the, mm. uh, the cbpr or whatever waves do they show him like the real vision that we used to know there's a lot oh. of questions about this thing there's a lot of questions. Right. I mean, this is kind of going back to what you said last week. And I think it'll be interesting to see exactly how she reanimated him. Cause we know that she got his body, stole it and he's back in this universe, but we don't know point B. We know A and C. We mm-hmm. don't know B. We need to see what that middle bit is, you know? Right. Well, for, let me just say that when I saw vision, just absolutely take it apart. I mean, they, they, they got his body sword, took his body from the battlefield of Wakanda, I'm assuming, and yes. decided, you know what? Start ripping legs and limbs apart, and we're gonna dissect this guy. I thought, even though I know Vision is just wires and machine, but I thought that was a little inhumane. It was, yeah, no, I agree, uh, and a little disrespectful. Being, I mean, the fact that they say it goes against it, her, her re, uh, resurrecting his body goes against not only the Sokovia Accords. But Vision's will. Vision was a human being enough to have written a will. Well, that's my question, though. I giggled a little bit about <laughs> that's during my question. the episode. I'll, uh, so, I'll admit. So he's not human enough where you can revive him and do whatever you want with his body. And like his body is essentially a non-living thing. But he does have enough of a say to have his own will. I mean, like if my laptop dies, do I like can my laptop have a will? I mean, it's really... 
I, I know that's like a, a bad comparison. I mean, I I'm hope we saying... don't get to the point in humanity that our computers are writing wills because that means the human race is just absolutely done. So <laughs> I'm just going to let my computer die its own little death as <laughs> is. Hopefully not during the show. Uh, but I, I do think, though, it's interesting that like Vision had a will because A, Vision, this means Vision was probably assuming he was going to die. He basically went into Wakanda knowing it was probably a suicide mission because the only way mm. to protect everyone else was for him to die. As Dr. Strange said, there's only one way. Um, and I don't know if Vision was in on that or if he was actually trying to live, but he had a will. I mean, I guess maybe all the Avengers have wills. Maybe that's something they'll explore. I guess every mm -hmm. Avenger might have to because every time you put on the uniform, you're you're facing some tough odds. You're um, basically going in expecting that you know, you might not be the last man standing. Right. That's like every mission when you're an Avenger. Right. And I think it's interesting with Vision that he didn't want to be brought back in any way. But but part of me is a little confused, but because he is not human, why not? Like, why wouldn't you just want Wanda to be able to build you back? I mean, I get for dramatic mm. purposes why, but it just, it was confusing to me why Vision would want her to just leave him as is. Maybe he's like, you know what, Wanda... I, you would need to find a real man who can, but I don't think, I, I think the love was true enough, you know? Well, I think it becomes more of a thing of like, even if you were to bring me back, I just simply would not be the same because mm -hmm. I think that he knew like a part of him, if she ever could resurrect him without the mind stone or with the mind stone, he knows that would just create issues all over again. If the mind stone was brought back into the public, I feel like that would just, you know, oh, then where are the rest of the Infinity Stones? Let's try to right. get them again and, and snap these suckers away all over again. So I think that when he was expecting to go, he knew that that meant, if since I'm going, that means the Mind Stone's going too. So if she resurrects me and I don't have my stone, which I shouldn't because that's a yikes, I'm, I, it just wouldn't be the same. And I don't wish that for her kind of thing. That's but, a great point. Talking about the Mind Stone, it made me think, as soon as Jimmy Woo said that, I thought, and I could be completely wrong because I still, I've had the time travel thing explained to me so many times from Endgame, I still don't get it 100%, but Steve did put them all back. So is it possible that as she... As far as we know. You'd, I mean, but if he didn't, wouldn't reality just not be the True. same? Yeah, I guess so. Because I mean, wasn't I, that the whole thing? Was that Hulk, Dr. Hulk was like, you have to get him back or else all these right. little branches are going to be exposed. Or mm -hmm. uh, maybe the Hulk didn't say that. The ancient one told him that. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe this will be the explanation for all the multiverses is maybe somewhere along the way, he removed necessarily get them all in the right place at the right time. Oh, you think it's Cap's fault? See, I thought where you were going with that is that Wanda took went back, took the Mind Stone to resurrect Vision, and now there's this weird branch that created the multi Maybe. I, I, that could be a case, too. I think the time travel definitely overcomplicated the entire MCU, for better than worse. Like, obviously, we're getting a lot of people back that we, you know, we couldn't have done uh, the rest of the MCU without Spidey or without Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. like it's just, uh, and sadly, without Black Panther, but unfortunately, we're going to have to do the rest of it without him. Uh, right. But, like, I mean, for both a Marvel uh, commercial business side, like you cannot afford to give away your big money makers from a studio side. And story wise, I think it makes less sense to just have them all die. So like, 
this time travel was definitely great in bringing them all back into the world. Mm -hmm. I just think it overcomplicated a little bit with the multiverse. But honestly, the comics are like that too. The comics have different iterations of different characters' journeys. All of them die. All of them come back to life at some point. I, I don't know if that's actually true but like that's an exaggeration but a lot of them die a lot of them come back to life i mean this is what we see with comics it's there's always reiterations of things uh justice league brought back superman after he died you know like everyone sorry if i spoil that for you but you shouldn't watch the movie anyway because it's not good there is a snyder cut coming and i will be reviewing it on this channel so you better tune in for that um in just a month or two um but I, I do think that this time travel has very much overcomplicated a lot is what I'm trying to say. And that is going to be interesting to see going forward, how all this connects and how exactly she was able to do what she did. Um, but maybe we should move on to the next scene. What happened next in this episode? Okay. Well, I just want to get an answer from you, Dill. Just yes or no. Do you think it's even possible that Wanda took the infinity stone out of wherever Cap got it? Absolutely. Yes. Totally possible. Yeah. Okay. I think That's it's all totally I possible. All I mean, I again, know. the time travel has opened all these doors and it feels like Wanda and Doctor Strange have the most power to do whatever the hell they want with this universe. And I think mm. we're definitely seeing that. So uh, carry on. Uh, was this also the scene with the Captain Marvel reference or is that later? that is later yes that's see this later. is why this is why i left you in charge of this because i don't know the order of things so carry Listen, on i broke it down scene by scene the last thing that i will say i know you want to get off the topic of time the the time travel but the last comment that i will make about this because i've seen a lot of people uh you know whoa what did i just say i've seen a you lot of people, people yeah i meant to say a lot of people complain about you, you know time travel because it does get finicky in like every universe as we've seen they you know shut down a lot of back to the future logic and and you know hot tub time machine all those references that they make literally in endgame i know that it gets finicky in any universe but honestly the best part about the mcu is that it doesn't have to make and it doesn't entirely have to make sense to us you know because it's a made-up universe with superheroes, with special powers. It takes place in the year 2024. Just, let's just be what it is, you know, kind of thing. I like, agree. I get what you're saying, Dill, where it kind of mucks things up a little bit. But at the same time, like, whatever the Russo brothers say about Endgame and the logic behind the time travel and what happened when, they're right. You know why yep. they're right? Because they directed the film. That's why. So we all no. we all just have to take what they say and not argue with it because they're right because they came up with that concept. Yeah. So they are right. I completely agree with what you're saying. I was just saying that it makes things a lot more complicated, but it's not like the MCU doesn't know how to explain what they did. They literally had yeah. that scene with the with the ancient one to show exactly how it works. They had right. Don Cheadle and and Paul Rudd's characters talking <laughs> about, you know, the all the time travel stuff like they they make it very clear and very blatant when they are telling you an explanation of something and when they're also teasing something that will need an explanation later on uh so i'm sure this will all be clarified uh as you know we don't know the ending so we're just speculating and i think that's the beauty of the show with this episodic nature is that we can speculate all these things and we are not even 10 minutes in the episode and we, <laughs> we are still at almost 40 minutes of us talking about it and i think that's just a testament to how much there is to unpack yeah um, totally so so let's carry on so our next scene is the dogs. Uh, whoa, <laughs> my goodness. The boys, Tommy and Billy, have brought home a dog that they found. 
who they later named Sparky. Um, and Vision enters and Agatha shows up right on time as Vision points out to us with the exact item that they needed for the dog. And so we have this <laughs> cute little scene. So uh, and it's not something you could buy at the store either. It is a wooden hammer. Yeah, a dog it is a homemade doghouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She took, I don't I don't have my hammer here, but for all this stuff, I, I, I nail things into the wall. I can't find my hammer, but it's literally like she built that thing or she had that thing ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious about this dog. Where did this uh, dog come from, Dill? I mean, this is kind of, I guess this isn't an Easter egg because, you know, it's a prominent part of the episode, but there is a Sparky in the comics. And there he is? is actually, there is. And he is Vision's dog and he is not a dog. He is a robotic dog. And like I said a few weeks ago, I was I, I don't know when I mentioned it, but I did mention we might get a Jimmy Neutron dog thing. And this Goddard? might be it. This might be it. Um we as far as we believe in the show, he is a real dog, but in the comics, he is a robotic dog. Uh so I thought it was just interesting. And Sparky is the name of the dog in the comics, and he dies and comes back to life. Now, in mm, this interesting uh in this show, we see he died. He did not come back to life because as uh Wanda says she can't bring uh, people or living things back from the dead as we see mm -hmm. she brings vision not a living thing back from the dead but she can't bring her brother back she can't bring the dog back we will see maybe the brother didn't come back because of her maybe this was someone else uh, someone else is doing but the dog in the comics does come back in some way so maybe we will see sparky return if we do not i am very mad because i hate seeing dogs die in tv shows yeah. and or yeah. movies and yeah. it it just makes me depressed and i let I, I ended this episode very excited for what was to come next but in the back of my mind all i could think about was poor little sparky poor and little i'll sparky. admit it was it was a tearjerker uh, yeah just and i mean to just pick him up out of a bush and be like well i mean like oh how tragic um i will he also say sparky, sparky is he the ate name too many of, leaves i'm sorry like but also i mean my dogs eat leaves. My dogs eat grass. They're my fine. dog eat, eats grass all of the time. Yeah, I mean, my my dogs eat anything they 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 see that can fit in their mouths. They'll eat it. Like I don't. Uh, it just sucks. Um. Anyway, yeah. Sparky's also the name of the dog in Frank and Weenie, uh, which is the movie about the dog that gets hit by a car and the kid basically revives it, revives him as a Frankenstein dog. Uh, oh, some Sparky, uh, pet Sparky cemetery. Yeah, Sparky is the name in that movie. So so maybe it's just a. a coincidence but uh sparky i mean it makes sense the the frankenstein you know you 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 bring him back to life with the sparks you know you you put the little bolts in his head and you spark him um it makes sense that a dog that got electrocuted mm. in the beginning mm. when you first see him he gets electrocuted and she's like how about sparky and it's yeah. like, well that's not a coincidence because i have a feeling they're either going to talk about bringing him back to life which they did or he's going to be brought back to life uh because that's what happened in frankenweenie that's what happened in the comics and sparky itself just just makes me think of lightning and zapping and sparks and so so i have faith that we will see sparky again but if we don't i'm very sad marvel kevin feige give me a call give me some therapy just justice for sparky justice we'll get a hashtag sparky. going we will get a hashtag going here kelsey you talk i'm just gonna so, do something real quick you got it so my question is is that do you think that wanda manipulated sparky into this universe do you think that sparky took uh 
took uh, Wanda off guard as much as it did the boys? Or do you think that was just part of the act? Or Because my question is, is that if things can, if living things can get into Westview without Wanda's knowledge, uh, I feel like that opens up a lot of uh, questions and, and answers almost for us. Definitely. Were you listening? Were you listening to what I was saying while you were I was playing around? To a single, here? I was not listening to a single thing. Uh, if you're watching on the video, if you're if you're not watching on the video, please please go check out the video on YouTube. Uh, on the bottom, we have hashtag Justice for Sparky uh, t- tickering along the bottom, uh, like like the the Wall Street stocks, the the ticker tape. They just they ticker along the bottom. Uh, stocks, big thing in the news. Uh, anyway, yep. um, no one's buying that Marvel stock, Kelsey. Um, anyway. Uh, what were you saying? Marvel doesn't need Marvel doesn't need anyone buying into their stocks. They Marvel is fine. I I get, promise you. Uh, right, what were you saying? No, Sorry. but I was saying, uh, like, do you think uh, Wanda manipulated Sparky into Westview into the story? Do you think that's another thing that she has control over, or do you think that when Wanda was genuine, uh, genuinely surprised, do you think that was genuine? Was that just part of the act? Can living things infiltrate Westview without being harmed? Is it a robot dog, and that's why he wasn't harmed? Uh, damn it, I have questions. Well, I okay. One of uh, that's a lot to unpack that one question, but I think part of what she says also is uh, the kids ask her later. Do kids? Can, are there other kids in Westview? I think it's interesting that we really haven't seen any other animals in Westview except for Ag- Agnes's rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it might be one of those cases where Sparky is really alive or maybe someone else, uh, maybe Agnes fabricated this dog uh, just as a way to progress the story. Or maybe it was just maybe it was just a coincidence. And there is a dog in Westview who got his mind wiped and he's just this poor dog who belongs to someone that, that is looking for Sparky. And and Wanda put this hex on him and he is just he's just in there and the kids found him and then. He ate too many leaves. I just think that's a very weird way to go. (laughs) I think we have to get off the sparky talk because I'm going to get really sad. All right. All right. Moving on. Um, This is also the scene where Wanda uses her powers just so nonchalantly in front of Agnes. She creates a collar for Sparky and tells Vision, hey, why don't you uh, loosen up and uh, get all red for me? I don't, I yeah, don't know a lot, a lot of uh, awkward uh, sexual tension in this episode but that's that's kind of something you saw a lot in in growing pains and family time like those 80s shows they had a lot of that going on where the parents were always like like very uh in the mood and they, you know the kids were around it's just a thing i don't know why uh but yeah we see uh the her start to use her powers and we talked about this earlier like it, agnes has to be in on it because wanda is no longer afraid to do anything in front of agnes um and this comes to the question of do, did wanda at first not know what was going on and is mm. now understanding what's going on or mm-hmm. has she been in on it from the start uh that's a good question because earlier on she was really trying to hide the powers thing but now she seems to just be like all right i'm just gonna flick my fingers and twitch my nose and do whatever um so I thought that was interesting. I, I I think that's just a question that we won't have answered yet. Um, right. Yeah. And then also this is uh, the scene where we see the boys can manipulate their age. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. age them. Yeah. They sit, uh, Vision and Wanda tells them, you can't have a dog until you're 10. And they just look at each other and go, you know what to do, bro. And then they just grow themselves to 10 years yeah. old. Yeah, a lot of growing, and and this is another like it's a kind of an Easter egg, but it's not. Uh, but in Family Ties, in season four, the character of Andy is born, 
And the whole season, Andy's a baby. And then season five starts, and he's a five-year-old kid. So I think this is kind of like, uh, and just, I don't even think this is anything really to do with um, the control of Wanda and who's in control and that like someone's making them grow up. I think this is just literally a way to poke fun at the 80s sitcoms and be like, you would have actors who were literally like, a month old and then the next season they were five years old and time didn't pass and you're not acknowledging it i mean it was kind of like it's not like one of those shows where like we watch the kids as actors like like full house where you see the olsen twins when they're young and you watch them grow it was more like in family ties season four he's born then season five he's a five-year-old kid and they really don't acknowledge it Um, okay so so i thought it was just kind of a way to poke fun at that but there's obviously probably something um under the surface with that right yeah. I mean, I, I mean, thought that I thought that it was just, you know, part of their maybe superhuman abilities, you know, being born from Vision and Wanda and knowing that they in the comics, at least they later become, you know, Speed and Wiccan, that this mm-hmm. was just part of, you know, they their the pregnancy, them in growing in the <clears throat> uterus was just as fast. Why not them growing in real life be just as yeah. fast? And that begs the question, were they the ones in the uterus controlling the growth were they the ones who were in charge of how fast oh that okay and maybe is that why the time is going so fast do they have to do with the progression of the time mm. and i think that's interesting because okay i i haven't read up a lot about wiccan and speed i don't know if you have much on them which we could talk about later with the easter eggs but um they seem to be very powerful if they can change their age <laughs> with the snap of their fingers. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see maybe at the end of the series, it will be fully grown adults and we'll be able to just throw them right in the MCU and say, Hey, you're in the Avengers. Congrats. Right. Um, all right. So let's keep going. So what our next, next scene, we're back at sword. And this is when we're talking about, uh, we talk about uh, Monica's trying to figure out ways how to get back in um this is when we drop the captain marvel reference and Mm. she she takes the gun to the clothes that she was wearing to her costume that she was given upon entering westview and they realize that you know wanda is really going into great depths here of uh manipulation in in this universe so because they're essentially bulletproof right yeah because she was wearing her bulletproof vest when she went in Wanda was like, well, bulletproof vests don't exist in my universe. Boom. That's what I'm going to make your costume out of kind of thing. Mm, Okay. Which, you Um, know. Yeah, that's very interesting. And uh, as you said, the Captain Marvel thing, I thought it was interesting. We see this look of like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like Captain Marvel wronged me. Oh, yeah. And, And I don't think we left off in a bad place with the two of them. But I think it's interesting because I don't think Captain Marvel and Monica have seen each other since she was young. And and I don't think Captain Marvel did something necessarily to upset Monica. Maybe in Captain Marvel 2, we will see an explanation mm-hmm. for this and there is mm-hmm. a reason. But what I was, what my impression was, was just that she feels kind of betrayed that she left and never came back. You know, her friend went off and she never got to do anything. And her, she, you know, her, she had her mom, but this person who, this superhero, I mean, it's like, Kelsey, if you met Tom Holland, if Tom Holland moved to our town, Mm-hmm. And was here for if Tom Holland mm-hmm. moved to town for a day and you you got Experience. to hang out with him for a day yeah. and then he left town without explanation and never came back for 20 years. And then you heard his name, you know, Tom, is that <laughs> you. Right. Like, I think it's one it's of been those so long. Where, this is yeah, our son. 
<laughs> Sorry, went, I, I went into that bit. Um, I, yeah, I appreciate Went into um, that that uh, reality really well. I was, I felt like I was there. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't yeah. know if, yeah, I don't know I, if she's, if she is mad at her for a specific reason other than just that she hasn't seen her. And this was like this godlike person coming into her life and then just leaving. And maybe she didn't have it great. Maybe she blames her for her mom getting mm-hmm. ill and, mm-hmm. and not being able to fight it. Maybe she would, was, you know, maybe her mom would be alive if Captain Marvel was still in her life and helping her and, and maybe making her something more powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I really think there's not a specific reason beyond that, at least not that we know of. And I hope we get to see a little bit more of it in Captain Marvel too. But uh, this leads us to also potentially see her, her Captain Marvel, maybe make an appearance in this. You never know. Right. I mean, I definitely think that a lot of these answers or uh, questions are going to be answered in mm-hmm. Captain Marvel 2. I feel like Captain Marvel 2 is going to be the time period um, before Monica gets snapped so that we can right. see the relationship that they kind of had while uh, Monica was in young adulthood with Captain Mar- with Captain Marvel dealing with her sick mother. And then maybe, you know, she'll obviously probably be called to some other galaxy far, far away. Monica's uh, or uh, Marie Rambo, her mother rather, is is probably not doing well, and that probably puts the you know a big old wrench in the relationship. But right. what? But honestly, I understand why they brought her up, probably to just to get that reaction out of Monica, and to you know give us that little teaser that like, ooh, maybe they're not on, on the best of terms right now. I hate that they bring it up because it's like Jimmy Woo. Like, were you there? Were you on the battlefield? How do you know that Captain Marvel had this, like, were news reporters there filming from a distance? Like, what people are with headsets on giving play-by-plays to the public? Like, what? I just hate that they, like, knew these moments that clearly, like, no one else was there for, you know? That's a good point. Uh, it could be one of those things where Jimmy Woo was there and we just didn't see him fighting. I mean, Howard the Duck made an appearance and we didn't we didn't see him fighting. So maybe Jimmy Woo was there and he was like, oh, shoot, I got to report this. You know, Howard the Duck is in, is in Endgame? Yeah. He's in the battle scene in Endgame? Look it up on your phone right now. <laughs> and I'm, while you do that, um, yeah, while you do that, I'm just going to uh, uh, just talk a little bit about about this uh carol thing because uh we hear that yeah the, the only two people that had a shot at beating thanos were scarlet witch aka wanda and captain marvel and i think it's interesting because thanos if he hadn't sent in those those shots after because that's immediately what stops him yeah you found it i see yeah, him nickel. i see him back there um yeah uh, but you know if if wanda hadn't been shot down by all of thanos's I don't know what it was called, but he sends his, it his like brigade, he, he's like release the missiles or something. Yeah, his whole thing. I, I think you know Wanda would have had a good shot at beating him, and I think that's where like a lot of people are trying to villainize her, especially the the anonymous white guy you were talking about. <laughs> um, white guy, yeah. White guy number one. Um, but he, you know, we we hear that they're almost villainizing her, and we'll get to the scene very soon where they all approach her, and she's the villain in their eyes. But Monica's like, no, like she fought mm. for us. She mm-hmm. fought against Thanos, and mm-hmm. I think that does lead us to believe that there's something about Wanda that is villainous in this scenario, or at least antagonistic. But it's not necessarily a ill-intentioned. Uh, everything she's doing is not ill-intentioned. It's selfish 
in a way because it's for her, but it's never out of ill intention. It's never to say, I am going to destroy all these people. It's, it's, I'm going to destroy these people if they mess with my life, you know, it's all for herself. It's not a malicious thing. Um, so I I just thought that was interesting. Uh, but then they send in the drone, they send in the drone and, uh, our, our favorite white guy, uh, put, put a missile on it and put something on it to shoot at Wanda. Right. Right. And, and we're, we're not at the drone scene quite yet. Of course. I'm jumping the gun. This is, again, why I left you in charge of this, because I always get the order of the episode wrong. You know, maybe maybe we are. Well, because you just try the bulletproof dress, and then um, they talked about Captain Marvel. Right. Did what, we, is this I... the sparky scene? or? Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. so off. No, no, no. It's so fine. You might be right, Dale. Uh... Hold on. I'm sorry. No, because Sparky comes after Paul, uh, not Paul Bettany, uh, Vision comes back from work. Is this the scene where we see Vision at work? You want to talk about that next? Yes, that the first we have Vision at work, which is literally yeah. the title of scene four that I wrote down. But I did <laughs> want to address that even before they started talking about Captain Marvel, Monica says, and she goes to her phone and she says, I know an aerospace engineer who'd be up for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Who is she talking about? Did I just come? Am I dumb? Did I have gotten that <laughs> um, right away? Because a name so, didn't come to mind. Uh, this was kind of an Easter egg thing. So let's push it to oh, later. Let's talk all right, about fine. it. Because it's no one. Love I don't it. think it's anyone. I don't think it's anyone in this universe. There's there's three names that I've heard floating about. Okay. Okay. And one of them is MCU, but two of them are not. So we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. Uh, we'll let's talk- move on to Vision, Vision at Work, which we can very quickly summarize is just that yeah. computers are a thing and it's so exciting because Vision's a computer. He knows what the deal uh-huh. is with the computer. Uh, but then he's able to literally tap into his buddy's brain and realize and, and find the actor or the person trapped inside. So we now mm-hmm. know that these are not voluntary actors. Like we, like I said right. last week, I thought they might've been all in on it. They're not all in on it. They're all under some spell. Right. So him doing this, him messing with the computer and then messing with Norm stems from them getting an email from S.W.O.R.D., from Darcy Lewis, saying um, high levels of radiation present at the perimeter of Mm -hmm. Westview, you know? And then he's like, the perimeter of Westview, you know, whatever, probably causes him to think, where did this email come from? Who is this person? What's going on? My question about this email is, is that, is this just one of her, you know, ploys to try to infiltrate the world? You know, like, ooh, maybe I could send them an email now that they're in the 80s and computers are starting to be a thing. Or is yeah. this completely unintentional? Did the computers just lock onto a signal from S.W.O.R.D., uh, Darcy Lewis pressed send, and then all their computers got it? Well, I think Darcy, doesn't she mention that she needs to send something in that is not that cannot be manipulated? And I think that is the email. I think that's oh, what she's okay. talking about, is, is that oh. the email is a thing that she can get through without having to without it being manipulated she can send it directly to their computers i could be wrong but well i thought when they were talking about the thing not being manipulated they were referring to the drone because then they in the drone scene which comes at some point um the white guy says i know this is tech from the 80s but can we make the picture clearer or something like that so Mm. i thought that you know monica had that eureka moment because she was like oh we have drones from the 80s that we can send in that she won't you know, make ancient as they're there. It could be a mixture of both. I don't know. But uh, we see this email and he basically taps into what's the friend's name with the the mind? Norm. 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 Taps into Norm's mind and he's like, help me, get me out of here. And this is where I think your theory that vision looks like a corpse to everyone. It's just the broadcast is seeing it. I think that's where it's not true. 
because I do think oh, if, okay. if if Vision was just a corpse that Wanda yeah. just imagined to, to look like Vision for the sitcom, I think Norm would be a lot more freaked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. if Norm snaps out of it and sees this dead corpse, he'll be like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Uh, but I think he's able to just kind of talk to Vision and instead is like, dude, help me, please. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, he has yeah, no yeah. idea what's going on. Yeah. So I totally. do think Vision does appear as a person. I think he really does appear as a person. Otherwise, Norm would have had a much crazier reaction. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. But so my question about this Norm moment is that some people have to be physically snapped out of it to realize that they're even being manipulated. But Agnes and Herb, who we saw in the last episode at the wall, are completely self-aware that they are being manipulated and they don't fight it at all. They don't have to be mm. zapped, nothing. They're just like, we're here, we're doing a job. And that's, and that's it. Where, where Norm is like, oh my God, like I'm stuck here. Oh my God, help me. Anyway, and that's where I wonder, that's where I wonder who's in charge and who is in on it, who's not, because Norm is obviously not in on it. He's been manipulated, but Agnes and uh, Herb seem like they maybe are in on it. So I really think it's interesting. Uh, and I think we'll just get more answers later. I think that's another thing where it's like, we'll just have to wait and see. So now we're finally at, uh, we open scene five with Tommy and Billy trying to train the dog. And they have this weird moment where they're like, let's go show dad. And Wanda says, what are you talking about? He's at work. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's Saturday. And she's mm. like, oh, no, it's not. And then, you know, we have this weird glitch in the simulation, which is then where we cut to swords sending in the drone to Wanda. So we are officially at the drone scene. <laughs> right. Um, and we, we see these shots are fired. And... Um, yeah, and, and then the, the it kind of cuts to dark. We see her mm -hmm. red eyes. And then uh, is the next scene where we see her step out of the simulation or is it the dog? This is, this is the same scene, yeah. So she exits Westview to give them back the drone. And you know what, mm -hmm. Dill? Did you notice something about this scene? Did you notice something about this moment? Her accent. Her accent. She has an accent. She, I, I knew... I knew that was going to come up again because to she be doesn't fair, have any Westview. It's very, it's very minimal. Is that what it, you're going to say? Yes, I know. Yes. It is not the same intensity as the accent in Age of Ultron, but no, the accent started to slip. And I think towards Endgame, it was kind of almost gone, like a very little accent. She and has then, some slight dentalization to her stuff still. Because I. Very you know, she's been living in America in a, in a while. She's a medican girl. She must talk like a medican, you know, people, whatever. That was bad Russian. Um, but it's fine. So, so yeah. So her accent comes back and she basically says, yo, I will destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> I will destroy you. Um, and, and that's kind of what it is. She goes, okay, send all the guns, turn them back around and I'm out. Peace out. And Point Monica tries to plead and is like, yo, I'm with you. I'm in on it. And she's like, nope, turn around, bitch. I'm going. Drop Mike. Yep. Goes back in. She, and then we see says, the red shoot up and, and yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. She says, I, she goes, what do you have to offer me? Monica says, what do you want? She says, I have what I want and no one will ever take it from me again. And she disappears back into her, her false reality. 
So some Crazy. people kind of thought it was interesting. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't think much of it because he seemed to be like the guy in charge, you know, our white guy in charge. But some people found it interesting that she chose to turn all of the guns on him. Everyone was kind of like, hmm, why him in that? I mean, I just thought it was because he seemed like the, you know, the guy in charge. Yeah. Or he I, I, was I think just, it was just that. Yeah, he's the same. one communicating with her. And honestly, at this point, for the beginning of the episode, I think, especially with, you know, white guy, he was trying to really make Wanda out to be a villain. Like, he was like, no, this is, look at all the damage she's done in the past. She started as an enemy to the Avengers. This is what she's doing now. She's, you know, she's taken over. She's taken a thousand civilians hostage. You know, he's really making her seem to be a bad person. But honestly, in this moment, I was like, get it, girl badass this is yeah. i think i think that's one of the i think that's one of the cases where it's like in the context of the show obviously she's a villain to them she captured right. she put all these people in this bubble and is yeah. controlling them but yeah. to us you know we love the character you know we want to see her succeed you know like yeah. like i said she's my second favorite in this whole universe and after the show i'm sorry mr hulk mr hulk you might not be my favorite anymore because Wanda is just so amazing. Did I did I knock off the internet connection? Am I good? No, 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 no. You're still here. But I I can't believe. Wait, first of all, I can't believe that Hulk is your favorite. Second of all, yeah, I talked about that the first episode. Hulk and then Scarlet Witch. Uh, news to me. But anyway, okay. I'm sorry. Continue. So Matt, what saying. you're saying is that Wanda might be taking top spot here. I mean, after this, I mean, she is definitely the most fleshed out character in the MCU, I think, even more so than Tony Stark or Cap. Like, I think she has had the most of a, an arc and we're not even done with her arc. We have four episodes left. So um, yeah. I do think I do, which is crazy. Uh, I do think that she is the hero to us because we want her to be a hero because we like her. But I do think in this show, it is her show but she is the antagonist to mostly everyone there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, that happens. She's back in her bubble. And is this where the commercial comes in? Yes. This is the Lagos uh -huh. paper towels commercial. And I know this is kind of an Easter egg, but we're at the commercial now. Do you know what Lagos is? Yeah. Uh, isn't that the place in the beginning of Civil War mm -hmm. that she accidentally, you know, sends the exploding guy into yeah. the building? with yes. her powers i couldn't remember if that was lagos or if that was uh, somewhere else but uh, it's, I, it's it's in all... nigeria i believe i believe yeah. it's in nigeria and that's what led to the sokovia accords and the lagos uh slogan is for when you make a mess you didn't mean to and yeah scarlet witch as we know made a mess that she did not mean to yes it is in nigeria i just googled it on my phone cool um, yeah, so she, she didn't she didn't mean to make the mess, and it led to the whole Sokovia Accords. The mm -hmm. entirety of the Civil War actions are because of Wanda and what mm -hmm. she did in Lagos. You know, like this is the MCU since Age of Ultron has been Wanda's story. It really has. If you look mm -hmm. at it in a very broad sense, especially with all this multiverse shit going on, right. from the Sokovia Accords is all her. And then Vision, that big death, is the reason why he's able to get the gauntlet and snap people away. That's because of Wanda's story with Vision. And now mm -hmm. this is the fallout from that, and that's because of Wanda. I know the MCU phases one, two, three is like Iron Man and Cap's story, but like this whole arc since Age of Ultron has felt like Wanda's story, this whole universe. So 
Um, I definitely think it's interesting that Lagos is, and I have more to say with Lagos and the Easter eggs, a theory I had um, okay. just with the commercial, just with the commercials themselves, uh, which I'll get to later. Uh, but yeah, it's it's basically, yeah, the mess you didn't mean to make, and it's referencing her mess in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So moving on, what do we have next, Kels? So now we're at Sparky's death scene. I'm so sorry, yeah. Dale. Can we, we just can, breeze over it? Listen, the only thing that I have to say about this scene is, did Agnes kill that dog? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Was it that no, obvious? Okay, no, no, no. I'm just mad about Sparky's death. Um, no, I, I, I you, think it's her. You think I that mean, Agnes went 100%. She was like, this dog, I got to get rid of him. Can't trust him. Well, because I think it's one of those scenarios where it's like, he's not part of this this group of people that's being under control you know the so only things that the dog what was the dog who the who was the dog gonna run run to and tell i think it's because if she killed the kids there'd be a much bigger problem i think the three things that cannot be controlled are the two kids and the dog and wanda so and even wanda we're not sure if her if Agnes like, has i the have power. to remove the, these uh this issue right here I think it's one of those scenarios with Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica, too, where it's like, you were not part of this. Get out. And I hope mm. it's not the case because I love, I don't even know Sparky enough to love him, but it's a dog. I do not want the dog to die. Uh, let's mm-hmm. move on to the next scene because, because I mean, the only thing they talk about is, can you reanimate him? And she's like, yeah. no, we can't, kids. Yeah. And I think that's a very important thing that we'll talk about at the very end with Pietro uh, is who can reanimate. If mm-hmm. Wanda can't reanimate people, then how did Pietro get reanimated? And B, if Wanda can reanimate people, why would she lie about it to her kids? Is it just a motherly thing where she's like not going to tell her kids she can do it, but she really can? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And uh, I think we'll just have to wait on to see on that. Uh, we could talk about that a little more with the whole Quicksilver moment. Um, all right. So let's move on to the next scene. What's next? So, uh, so then we have Vision and Wanda's big old fight where, mm. Vision, where Vision finally addresses uh wanda is like hey i had i had this really weird moment with uh norm and you know what he says you can't control me the way you control them and she just says can't i though and they go into this huge fight where they almost start using their powers on each other yeah Um, they, they fly they fly and then we find out that vision says i i can't remember my life before westview so obviously this is a version of Vision who has been completely reborn and this is the only reality he's ever known. He doesn't know about Endgame. He doesn't know about Infinity War. He doesn't know anything that happened before this, why he's here, why Wanda's like this. It, it was like a very uh, revealing moment here with that one little line. I was like, oh my gosh. And it almost makes me feel bad for Vision because he's just stuck in this world and he he didn't even want to be he, he didn't want this is his like worst case scenario as we found out from the fact that he had a will this is his worst case scenario playing out right before his eyes where Wanda has resurrected him he has no memory of his previous life and now Wanda is just living in this uh, negative feedback cycle of grief which is what he never wanted for her right and i i think it's one of those scenarios where Vision is starting to slowly not really regain memory, but regain consciousness to what's going on. And I think Vision, even if he doesn't remember what happened before, I think Vision himself knows in his heart or in his, in him, in his mechanisms, (laughs) in in his mechanism that he always wants 
if he dies, he wants that to be it. I think there's a reason we brought up the will is because Vision is still Vision, no matter where you have him, even if he doesn't have mm-hmm. the same movies. I think Vision is like, yo, if you brought me back, if I already died, like, please, girl, don't do this to me. Don't do this to your friends. Don't do this to your kids. Like, um, and I think he's not gaining memory, but he's starting to gain a little bit of consciousness to what's going on. And even when she starts rolling the credits, he says, mm-hmm. no, like, no, I'm not done. Like, stop. Yep. He's he's catching on. And I think, you know, weeks ago we said, is Wanda trapped in this universe? Vision's the one trapped in this universe. Mm-hmm. This is Vision's bubble that he's trapped in. He's the Truman of the Truman Show. Vision yeah, is Truman. Vision is the one who's stuck. And Vision's the one who needs to either get out or get out and die, like, or go back. Um, Wanda's the one keeping him in there. And she's mm-hmm. the one controlling him. She might also be part of the bubble and the fact that she is also in manipulation in the simulation, but he's the Truman. He's the one who's starting to figure it all out and say, Hey, I don't want this. I want to get out. What's going on. Give me answers. Uh, And I think it's really interesting dynamic because I think we might have to see a little bit of a couple's fight happening, like Mm -hmm. fighting. I think we're going to see vision take on Wanda and it's sad, but I think he's coming to terms with the fact that this isn't right. And that's another thing, too, is, like, that brings me back is, like, as you said that, I was like, wow, that would be the fight of the century because they're both pretty powerful. But at the same time, I'm like, what is making him powerful? Like, we see him with the stone in his head. What is that? Is that just because Wanda, that's what Wanda knew he looked like, and therefore that's just what he appears to look like, and it's not even, like, really a stone. It's just, you know, a a yellow accessory well, it has to be because I don't think you can unless you what you said about the time travel unless she got the stone uh, I don't think it can be um, but who knows so then obviously we have our visitor come to the door who I really thought that they were going to leave us on a cliffhanger and that we were just going to zoom in on Wanda's expression and we weren't going to know who it was but then they zoom back we see the silver hair we know who it is just by that shot and then it's not Aaron Taylor Johnson, it's Evan Peters. And please, Dill, please, I I have, I literally have a, a Pietro theory and I just, I, I have lots to say about this. So please, if you would like to start us off here. Um, yeah, so we basically recapped the episode uh, for you there. Um, <laughs> it took a while, but we recapped the episode. Now we can get into our theories because I have a lot to say about Pietro too. And the thing is, this is not Pietro. This is Peter. And um, for those oh. of you, so so Kelsey, I know you haven't seen okay. all the X Men, and I haven't really either. Uh, ugh, sorry, Marvel people out there, I have not seen all the X Men because a lot of them got lower bad reviews, and I watched the important ones. I watched Logan, I watched uh, Deadpool, all those. Uh, but he is Peter Maximoff in the X Men series, mm-hmm. the and I think it's interesting because Darcy says she recast Pietro. And I think that's interesting. Took the words right out of my mouth, Darcy. Took the words right out. Because she is not able to bring people back from the dead. She said that. If she was able to, she could have done it without... She could have made the snap... Well, she disappeared with the snap. But she could have brought Vision back or brought... You know, she could have brought all these people back. Like, she could have brought Loki Mm. back. She could have brought whoever back. Uh, Black Panther's dad. She could have brought these people back. She cannot bring people back from the dead. She can bring vision because he's not a person and i don't even know if he she's the one who brought him back it could have been agnes agnes is a mm-hmm. witch you know so agnes mm-hmm. might be able to reanimate vision 
I am thinking that because she could not literally resurrect his body, and first off, his body is probably long gone because it's not fresh off of Infinity War. And Infinity War was six, five or six years before this event, so they've had Vision's body there. And like I said, Vision's body can't decay. But Quicksilver, by the time we're seeing this action take place, Quicksilver's been dead for what, like 10 years maybe? Like the Quicksilver in the MCU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like Ten years, maybe, or, or seven. <laughs> this will be the third time I mentioned that I cannot do math. So please stop asking me to do it. Sorry. Uh, come on, numbers girl. Uh, the thing is, though, like, <laughs> isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Um, good song. Um, but the thing is, like, do like we cannot bring his body back because his body's long gone. It's decayed. Mm-hmm. It's dead. It's buried. Right. It's Cremated, whatever it is. I don't know what they do with Avengers when they die. We've never really seen any funerals aside from Tony Stark's and Peggy Carter's anyway. But um, I think it's interesting that we don't really, we can't bring bodies back from the dead. And that's interesting because she says, I didn't make that doorbell. Like that was not me. And I believed her. I don't okay. think, I think Agnes yeah. is the one who was, or was it a door knock or doorbell? I don't know. But I think Agnes is the one who said, you know what? You can't bring people back. Well, I can because I'm a witch and I'm going to make you happy and I'm going to bring up your guy. But guess what? Your guy is long gone, but we have one from this multiverse. Let's pick him up and put him here because not Mm. only do we have the rights to Fox now, but we now have access to multiverses and we're going to pull out this guy. And literally, if we can't get the real Pietro because you can't bring him back, let's just get one from a different universe. Let's literally recast him. You know, and wow. this is with Spider Man. This is what we're oh, likely if Toby and Andrew get there. This is what we're seeing is is that there's a lot of crossover now with between different franchises of the same character, and right. it's really interesting that this this is all happening so soon because the Disney Fox deal went down like a year, year and a half ago, and we're already introducing the X Men into this universe, which is so mm-hmm. cool. Um, I don't think Hugh Jackman will be back. I don't think uh, Halle Berry will be back. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is coming back. But I do think these some of these smaller characters that had good moments but didn't quite to be the get to be the leads are now able to kind of slip their way into this universe. And mm-hmm. I think this is literally recast. I don't think he's playing the same Pietro. I think this is purposefully a different P- Peter or Pietro from a different universe that is playing this role. The question is, because everyone else is someone else, is this actually Peter or is Evan Peters playing a character who just happens to be playing Quicksilver in this version? That is the question I have. Because if this is definitely from the X-Men universe, then you've got a whole multiverse thing to dissect. Is this actually Evan Peters as Quicksilver Peter Maximoff from X-Men or is this Evan Peters playing a guy named, let's say, Jim? Is Jim (laughs) playing this Quicksilver because he's the closest thing they could get and maybe Aaron Taylor Johnson turned down the role, or is it very much just that they were wanting to explore this multiverse? Uh, I have a lot of theories on it. That's all I had, all those words that came out of my mouth. So Kelsey, help make sense of it. Talk about your theory. Sure. So the first thing that you said right off the bat with the fact that Wanda couldn't get, you know, her hands on her literal brother's body is the first thought that I had too, is like his body is long gone. Hopefully like, buried somewhere very nice in the mountains of Sokovia. Um, mm. You know, hopefully he, you know, went out, he went out a hero, went out a, a legend, saved Jer- Jeremy Renner, Renner, oh my goodness, saved Jeremy Renner for us for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, not, why did it have to not, be him? 
<laughs> no, seriously. He was such, listen, the only reason, anyway, I'll, I'll let me get my thoughts in line here. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think that because his body is somewhere long gone, we couldn't get the actual Quicksilver from our universe, the MCU that we know and love from Age of Ultron, which is why I think that we sadly do not have Aaron Taylor Johnson. I mean, I'm probably just attached to his performance because he's, you know, the Quicksilver that I knew and loved from Age of Ultron. And, you know, he did that heroic thing at the end of the movie. I also just think that he, you know, I I, I enjoyed his performance. I thought that he was like a great, he was a great actor. He, you know, he, he played uh, Quicksilver very playfully. I did look into Evan Peters as Quicksilver. I watched some trailers of him, some scenes of him on YouTube, and it's it, it makes sense that he is Peter and not Pietro. You know, he's a, he's a different guy with a with a different backstory. Maybe not really. I don't know. I I have to look into the X Men movies more. I haven't really gotten into those. Um, so. so. I do think that it was purposeful. I mean, I understand your theory behind, oh, it could just be some random guy who Agnes has chosen to play the role of Quicksilver. I think that it's too much of a coincidence that it's Evan Peters specifically. And I think that the fact that it is Evan Peters from the X-Men movies is the thing that brings in the multi-universe factor Mm -hmm. into this storyline so i absolutely agree with you dill i think that it was he was completely plucked from that timeline from that universe somewhere and boom plopped right into westview new jersey by who i'm not sure because like you said when the doorbell goes off and she goes that wasn't me i completely uh believe her she does say before this moment before we even see quicksilver at all she says i don't know how all of this started in the first place do we believe her or do you think that that's where where it's interesting because i don't know how much of this when she started to catch on because right now it seems like she's in control and she knows what's going on but then stuff like this happens where quicksilver shows up and it's like i didn't do that and i think Mm -hmm. this is where either she she is battling with someone else who's also controlling stuff like agnes who has an ulterior motive or mephisto if he's in this if this is Mm -hmm. house of m maybe it's mephisto or maybe she did make a deal with Agnes, but part of it was Agnes had complete control and maybe Agnes is is infiltrating and maybe she doesn't like this. Maybe she's like, wait, I don't know if I like seeing my brother back, especially if it's not him in his, his purest yeah. form. Yeah. I don't know who's in charge and I think we'll find out very quickly. I know Wanda's in charge of some stuff, right? but I do think we're now starting to see that there are other people who are also either helping or infiltrating in what she's trying to do. Um, Cause her perfect life uh, would obviously be with her brother if she could. Um, but I don't, I think she just didn't even think of it because his body is not vision's body. It's not a computer that you can replace some parts and bring back. This is an actual human being who died. So she just probably didn't even think of it. And now Agnes has the power, if it's Agnes, has the power to bring him into this. It's it's scary because I think this could be a, lot, a big danger going forward for Wanda, but um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I did want to say one thing or show one thing. I have one last little video prepared that I found on TikTok. Now, oh. TikTok, you hear some theories. This one girl okay. had the best theory I've seen. And she points out something that you have to really, really zoom in to see. So I'm going to play this video. If you're listening, try to listen closely, close, closely, 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 
And um, if you want to tune into YouTube um, to see this this moment, please come and, and look because it's a very visual cue. But I will play it right now. Um, here we go. So don't don't react. We'll we'll react afterwards. It's it's quick. It's TikTok. Okay, y'all, hear me out. I'm rewatching episode five of WandaVision for like the twentieth time, and please tell me I'm not going crazy. Okay, y'all know that this happens, but wait for it. Look at the mirror. Hold on. Here's a screenshot. Look at the mirror. Look closer. There's something holding Pietro. Look familiar? <laughs> so, if you zoom in on the mirror, you can see that there is something holding Pietro's arm. Now. That's this, creepy. I don't like that. I'm sitting this, in my basement right now. I'm creeped out. I'm like... Oh my god, is a hand gonna come grab me? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's um I think it's interesting. And I'll send you the TikTok later so you can really like hone in on it if you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, you... yeah. I'm gonna rewatch the episode after this. Yeah. Um it could be a production uh issue that happened that didn't make it past the visual effects room where they accidentally forgot to edit out something or they or it's just a glare or something. But if that girl, Ella, Snap, whatever, I, I don't know your name. I'll give you credit in the, in the, in the bio, in the, in the description. I'll give you credit, girl. Uh, good job. Um, but, good eye. Yeah. Um, and I'll also put your, your headline post, too, so you can see it um, up close from earlier. But if this is the devil's hand holding up her brother, almost like a puppet, then maybe this is Mephisto. This could be Mephisto. Mm role and then this begs to ask the question is this pietro real or peter or is this kind of like vision where it only exists in this universe and outside of the bubble pietro wouldn't exist or peter wouldn't exist uh i think it's it's so interesting um and i don't think we'll know um for at least another episode or two uh but i just wanted to bring that to your attention so sit on that and think about it but fisto maybe he's behind it uh, he might be behind none of this, and we're just overanalyzing the comics too much. Uh, yeah. But well, we've been talking out. about him since, you know, uh, Agnes T's Devil in the Details in episode two. Right. So I don't yeah. think it's completely, yeah. you know, out of left field here. Or if Agnes is Mephisto and this is her bringing him to the door, the only thing is Wanda, we don't see the arm. So maybe it's like one of those things where it's like, maybe it is an error on the editing room and they left that in the shot and they're like, Oh shoot, we messed that up. Like it could very yeah. well be. Um, Cause but, I'm uh, thinking like, what else could it be? Like it's, it's clearly like something is like cu cutting across his body. Mm -hmm. almost, and like. it could be one of those things where when they were filming it, they could only get Evan Peters for like a select shooting day. And when they did reshoots, they needed something to stand in. So they held a puppet up and then it just oh. got reflection. It could be maybe, very, maybe very well. Like that. Um, so let's move on to Easter eggs. That was a recap. That was a lot of analysis, a lot of thinking. Uh, I think we're kind of burnt out on all our theories. I think we've kind of gotten a lot of our theories out. Uh, well, I, I have... Yeah, I, I was going to say, we still have a few little more uh, things. Mine are tied to Easter eggs, but Kelsey, go ahead with your theory. Well, uh, yes. So I thought of this literally as we started this episode, this thought occurred to me was, you know, since Wanda does keep saying, you know, I, I don't, know how all this started in the first place i know you don't like to watch trailers and you know what's coming next still but i did hear her say it in in an episode uh later on which almost looks like they do maybe a modern family style type of sitcom 
where okay. they have confessionals to the camera. And it did look like she was having some sort of confessional where she says again, I really don't know how this all started. Where in my mind, I'm thinking, what if Agnes, who who we know might be Agatha Harkness, who is this kind of mentor figure to Wanda in the comics, maybe she kind of like planted the seed. You know, mm-hmm. maybe she was like, hey, I have a great idea as to how you can overcome your grief and 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 everything. And Wanda's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you can take over that small little town over there. No one would even know it's gone. And then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, OK, like, are you sure? Like, that seems like, you know, so inhumane and horrible. And Agnes is like, no, do it. And, you know, like the little de- literally a little devil in her ear saying, you know, do it. Uh, make yeah. the bad choices and and Juan is just kind of like you know what you're right like I've had too much taken away from me so maybe that's why she keeps saying I really don't know how this happened because I I wasn't she maybe she wasn't in control in the beginning in the first two episodes it was completely all of Agnes so that's mm-hmm. my theory yeah and and because Agnes gave her the idea she has some sort of ownership over it um yeah that could, that's a good question is Agatha the one who approached Wanda or is Wanda the one who approached Agatha Harkness who knows mm-hmm. uh, we, we will certainly find out because Marvel's not going to leave that up in the air um yeah but let's go through some easter eggs uh, sure. the first one i had uh is is the aerospace engineer like you were saying so there yeah. are three aerospace engineers that people are teasing around as a possibility one okay. is the, probably the most boring choice and that is Rhodey we love Rhodey, but is um, he an aerospace? I thought he was like a colonel in the army. He's, he's not really. I mean, people are saying it might be him because he has something to do with flight and engineering and something. People are just saying okay. it might be War Machine, but I don't think there would be a tease if it was War Machine. I think he's a, a, a well-respected character, but not one that is going to come through the door like like Quicksilver, where everyone's going to go. <gasps> yeah, I you know, I think that if it were Rhodey, I think they would have just said Rhodey. Yeah, like let's call Rhodey. Uh, the second yeah. one, uh, I didn't know much about this, but Blue Marvel uh, is something related to like Captain Marvel. Um, Blue Marvel is apparently an aerospace engineer. I do not know a ton about it. So if you want to look in your encyclopedia later uh, and check out oh. Blue Marvel. Um, sure. Third. Homework for next week. Love it. This, this is the one that most people are thinking it is. And this is another way to introduce either a past franchise from uh, Fox or to start the fantastic four within the mcu reed richards who is uh mr fantastic the stretchy guy is is an aerospace engineer so oh okay them hinting about the fantastic four starting and i will be honest the fantastic four movie that they just made with miles teller and um oh man i'm losing her name kate mara i think her name is um yeah the fantastic four the movie they made with them and michael b jordan um that would be tough to do because he's already in this universe as Killmonger, mm. uh, even though he's dead, but he's coming back. And that's another story from another time. Um, but this could be Miles Teller playing his version. If we're having Evan Peters as Quicksilver, we could definitely have Miles Teller as Reed Richards. Is there mm. going to be a new Reed Richards cast for this universe? Because we know Fantastic Four is coming. They've teased it. It's just not clear whether or not they're going to use a cast that they've already gotten or they're going to use a brand new cast. I think they'll go with a brand new cast, but you know, this episode showed we're not recasting anything where we're taking characters from the, the shows you already know there's going to be a Deadpool three. And I'm sure he's going to explain a lot of it too, where he's just like, so yeah, we got bought by Disney and now we're here and we're doing this. Uh, right. Like exactly. Ryan Reynolds and, and John Mulaney. Um, but <laughs> uh, I loved it. Yeah. So um, 
aerospace engineer. My bet is maybe on Reed Richards. But do they really want to introduce this much in WandaVision? Or maybe right, it's just right, piece, right. and they'll call him and he'll be like, I can't do it today. And they'll be like, all right. And then it's like, we're teasing him for another movie, but not for this specific show. Uh, so that was one of my Easter eggs. Uh, another Easter egg, the beginning credits, uh, the painting, the colorless sketch, the, mm-hmm. where they the color, that is straight from Family Ties. So Family Ties had a, set, a section of the credits where they would begin by filling in a colorless sketch, which I thought was really cool. The next thing, uh, I've talked about newspapers in the past. Yes. How yes. newspapers, when they fold up, they have messages. This newspaper mm-hmm. that Vision was holding read, local homemakers innovating recipes. Ooh, mm-hmm. nice. Um, I love food. If you want to check me out on TikTok, at DylanRidaza417, I do one-minute cooking tutorials. Go check it out. Um, uh, when you fold it, though, it says H-O-M, House of M. Oh, <laughs> it's just another know, like, I, hey, yep. yeah, this is this is what we're doing. Uh, yep, greetings yep, yep. from Westview, New Jersey. Is uh, the the way it was displayed on the postcard is kind of an homage to Bruce Springsteen's "Greetings from Asbury Park" album cover. Uh, so you know, just a little like beautiful symbolism of just like, hey, look at this beautiful Westview, New Jersey. Isn't everything great in New Jersey? Because as we know, it's beautiful in New Jersey. Uh, and Bruce Springsteen is the boss of New Jersey. Uh, and last, he is he is our president. He's the president actually, of, of New Jersey. <laughs> I wish uh, I have two. I have two. I mean, it would it be great if Bruce Springsteen was the president of New Jersey? I think it'd be amazing. No, I agree. I yeah. just said he was. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it must be true. Um, there are two more things I have to say. One is a theory, uh, but the other one is is the list of things when they're identifying Wanda. Um, the guy we still don't know the name of. Uh, we White know the name of him. We we just forgot the name of him, and we don't have him in our notes. Um, if you want to look him up, I'll Google it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but he, um, I think his name is Tyler something. The actor or the character? Character. I don't want to leave dead air, so I'll just talk about what uh, they were saying. Um, so he was saying, uh, for the what? Did you get it? Sorry, no, because I, I Google Cass and only the actor is listed. Like they didn't put his character name underneath. So I got to click on IMDb real quick. Gotcha. Um, don't spoil anything for yourself. Um, but uh, yeah, people don't go to IMDb. It'll it'll reveal Evan Peters because uh, that it did it a few weeks ago. It revealed Evan Peters and the fact that we were seeing Monica Rambo. What is the name? You were, you were right, Dale. His name's Tyler. Director Tyler Hayward. Hayward. There it is. It's an easy last name. Wow. So, I, Tyler would have been my last guess. I thought that his <laughs> name was like something boring, like Richard or like Richard, Walter. Richard I don't know. Um, so Tyler Hayward. Hayward, thank you, uh, Google or IMDb and Kelsey. Um, so he's listing off all these facts about her. Turns out Wanda was born in 1989, which is the same year that uh, Elizabeth Olsen was born. Oh, I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> and Taylor Swift. Thank um, you. And uh, the same year, Little Mermaid came out in theaters. Uh, Ooh. Uh, we get names of Wanda's parents, Irina and Oleg Maximoff. We get the fact that Scarlet Witch is her name, is her like code name or whatever, which apparently has never been referenced in the movies. Right, because he asked, does, does he have an alias? And, and Jimmy was like, no, she's Wanda Maximoff. Okay. 
Yeah, so this is, we've never actually seen, well, I guess they don't even say Scarlet Witch in this. They've never said Scarlet Witch. So Scarlet Witch is something that the fans, knowing Wanda Maximoff, have called her, and even Kevin Feige has called her, but in the actual context of the MCU, the characters have never referred to her as Scarlet Witch, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, as you said, her accent returned. Now here is, do you have any Easter eggs before I get to my last big zinger theory? I have less of an Easter egg and more of a fun fact as I do now every episode. Um, So during, for the end credits, I was looking through all the names of people to see if like, you know, there were any fun names like there were at the end of the end credits of our first episode. All Mm -hmm. of the, all of the uh, staff members listed though, the creative team are real people who are really working on WandaVision. There's, there's no like, as far as I, you know, once I got to like my 12th person down the list, I was kind of sure that the rest of them were also going to be real people. So I didn't look into every single name. I'm so sorry. I'm a bad mm-hmm. podcaster, but a- they, they're all people, real people with IMDBs. You can look at them all if you don't believe me. But one name stuck out to me because I Googled it. His name is Michael Weber. I, so with all of the names I put in, uh, name, name, Marvel to see if the Marvel Wiki fandom page would come up and give me a character. So I Googled Michael Weber Marvel, and the strangest article came up, and it was about a pastor named Michael Weber who started preaching in a California theater after a showing of Endgame. He just... (laughs) And the credits started, I guess, you know, everyone, as we all did in Endgame, we sat and we waited for the end credit scene that never came. We knew it was never coming, but we sat and waited anyway, just in case people were lying to us on the internet. And it was just, uh, we th- everyone sat and listened to uh, Iron Man making his suit in the first Iron Man movie. And I guess he just started preaching uh, a homily, as I'm, I think, I think I remember from a uh, being a Roman Catholic in some other life, but uh, (laughs) weird personal detail about me moving on. But this like all freaked people out so much because they were like, Oh my God, like what's going on right now? Like people were running out of the theaters thinking that some catastrophe was going to happen. And he was, he was arrested and uh, I'm sure put in jail. So that that was weird. That was a weird oh, detail to wait, come across. It wasn't, it wasn't a good homily then. Well, I don't know because, well, if anyone starts preaching about anything in the in a dark movie theater, that right. would freak you out a little bit. Even if they were well, just I mean, like, the, uh, the mean, Lord is coming and uh, good things are will prosper. I would be like, this guy's crazy. I'm getting out of here. I mean, Especially Dill and- in America. Like, come on. You're mourning, though, Iron Man's death. I get it. Um, okay. I, so. I don't know what he was preaching about, baby. He was like, oh, my God, this blasphemy, this witchcraft in this movie. But anyway. I'm going to say, this, this episode is a lot to talk about because we're already at an hour and a half. And we're going to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes or five minutes, I promise. But the last thing I have to say, um, these commercials, I this commercial particularly had my brain thinking. Okay. An image. Did you notice the color of the liquid? Uh, was it red? Uh-huh. Okay. Red liquid or red something we've seen and maybe in Thor the Dark World. The reality stone? Yeah. So I went back and I said, hey, okay, if these commercials, if this is like the ether, that's what they call it, the ether, the reality uh-huh. stone. 
red, the red ether. I was like, this looks like the red ether. Let me go back and watch these commercials. First commercial, toaster uses a lot of power. Power stone. The watch is the time stone. The bath soap is in the shape of the tesseract, the space stone. We have the ether, which is the reality stone, and we have two left, the soul. I will not put that finger down. I'll put this one out. Soul and the mind. I almost just flipped you off on camera. That's fine. So, so if there are two commercials left, I think the next one will be the soul stone and the next one will be the mind stone. Not that this means anything, but I think it's interesting that uh, each one is kind of embodying their own uh, uh, infinity stone. So I thought I just thought that was cool. Whoa, Dale. I love that. I love that theory. Um, it's not even really a theory in the fact that I don't think it means anything. Obviously, these are things about Wanda's past, maybe. Um, yeah. Like Hydra and, and and like this is like the, the mess in Lagos. Um, but I do think it's very interesting that uh, this looked like the ether. And then I went back and I was like, okay, wait, power, that makes sense. And oh, oh, well, that's time. <laughs> and then I was like, the soap kind of looks like the Tesseract, like the little cube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, have, I have a Tesseract somewhere around here, but... Oh, right here. Boom, right there. The soap. Ugh, and it could stone. also be the space stone, uh, the space stone, yeah. because it, like, it's like, oh, go to a world of your own, which I think right. is, like, the message of the soap. Wow, that's so, really interesting. I'm really curious now as to what the rest of the commercials are going to be to see if they line up with your, uh, your thinking yeah, here. I'm going to look it up and see if anyone else is on that same wavelength or if I'm a genius. And I will be very proud if no one else has seen that yet. This is uh, the first I've heard of it. So I think you might have uh, done something here, Dale. I, I, I'll admit I did my research at about four o'clock on Friday. And and it, I'll tell you, it's a little hard. Um, sometimes you have to really dig deep for the Easter eggs. Sometimes a lot of people have already posted a list of Easter eggs and you can just be like, OK, let me let me look at, at the Easter eggs. But it was a lot of having to find them on my own. But that was when I found it. I'm proud of it. Um We've been talking for a while, so I think this is about a good time to maybe wrap up. If you've been yep, listening yep, the yep. time, thank you. And I hope you have because we had a lot to talk about. And I think every minute was very vital uh, to the WandaVision experience. A lot to unpack with this episode. Listen, I, I kind of uh, expected this episode to be longer. Like we got a 34 minute episode. Uh, we got a whopper of an episode here. So we'll say 42 because those credits are important. Everyone deserves the to see their names. Last thought, someone pointed this out to me on TikTok, that all the credits zoom into Vision's eye. Did you see mm -hmm. this? Yeah, I saw it last week with the, the corpse. It zoomed in on the corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we think that this means anything? Or Good. I mean, I, I think it's just the fact that, like, whose perspective are we supposed to be seeing? Is this Wanda's story? Is Vision the one? Because Vision is the Truman here, as I said. Is mm -hmm. it that we're zooming in on vision's eyes because we want to see what his point of view is i have no idea uh my phone's on 10 percent. that's what i'm i've got my backup recording on i hope this mic worked uh this is the first day we haven't run into any audio issues so i hope it's a smooth sailing in the editing room because this is a long episode uh but thank you for joining us um you can find me at dylan underscore randazzo on twitter you can find me at tiktok at dylan randazzo 417 uh, again i do one minute movie reviews i do singing videos i do cooking videos i'm a very uh i'm juggling three very different things uh but i hope you check me out there or checking me out right here on the dill pickle movie network i just did a review for four netflix movies that uh, came out on netflix the past uh few weeks and i did a review for judas and the black messiah which is coming to hbo max very soon so uh check out my reviews for that and as always check us out here every monday kelsey where can they find you 
You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick, or you can find me on YouTube at Cause Productions, or you can check me out on TikTok if you want at KOZ underscore 13. I should, I should really add our TikToks to the, to the bottom. I will Listen, do that. I don't try that hard on TikTok. So if you're looking for good content, if you're looking for some quality content. I believe I made a key lime pie on TikTok and I posted it. And you know what? It didn't get many likes, but if people here go to my TikTok and like that key lime pie video, make it go viral. I will, I will very much appreciate that. That would be beautiful. If not, thank you for listening. Check us out. If you're on YouTube, check us out on, oh, did your Xbox turn on? Yeah. Wow. I, I knew that sound. That was pretty impressive. Um, but I uh, hate that. I hate that that just happened. Oh. Okay, y'all, hear me out. I'm rewatching episode five of WandaVision. Funny. That's <laughs> not even you. funny. That's not even funny because I'm I'm genuinely scared. We need to end this so I can get out of my basement right this second. Check us out if you're listening to us on audio. Check us out on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, check us out on audio. Please uh, do both because it only helps the show grow. It helps more people hear the show and that way you all can talk about it with more people and say these two people are so crazy they don't know what they're talking about or hey, these people really know what they're talking about. Either way, we appreciate you. We thank you. Please like, please subscribe. See you next time. Peace out. Peace out.